Hello, Tile friends. Welcome back to another episode of Tile Money, the podcast where we discuss all things business, the business of being a tile contractor. I am your host, Luke Miller, a licensed tile contractor myself, and I am on a mission. My goal, my aim is to help bolster tilers, businesses everywhere. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you turn a profit, a healthy profit that will create a sustainable business model, something you can pass down, something you can sell, something you can be proud of, something that is good for the cities you work in, the states, uh, good for the tile industry at large. It is my sincere desire. And thank you for letting me know this podcast is helping. I truly appreciate it. Uh, feel free to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I've been getting some of them and I'm truly uh, blessed and, and it touches my heart when you do that and, and reach out to me and DM me and PM me and we can have conversations. So thank you all for listening and for joining me on this journey. Uh, listen, we've got another great interview today with my man, Anthony Moses. Anthony is out of Baton Rouge. Uh, before we get to that, though, I want to thank my sponsors. Uh, I want to thank the NTCA, the National Tile Contractors Association. Thank you for supporting me and believing in me. They are interested in you, the tile contractor as well. They have a lot of resources. If you want to get to know them better, you can listen to the interview I did with uh, Jim Olson back in September of last year, 2019. And we talk all about the benefits of becoming an NTCA member. I also want to thank uh, Ladecree International. Ladecree has been supporting me just as long as the NTCA has. And Ladecree is supporting me because they believe in uh, strengthening the tile industry from the ground up, from the tile contractor up, as I like to say. And they want and see a need for uh, this and, and believe in this. So thank you, Ladecree, for supporting me and for helping us all. Uh, together, uh, we've been able to help a lot of a lot of Utah contractors out there, and you're letting me know by DMs and PMs and and uh, leaving reviews, and I truly appreciate it. I truly appreciate it. Thank you, Tile friends. Uh, I'm having a good time and and feeling blessed to be able to help so many of you. So uh, thank you again. All right, let's get to today's interview with Anthony Moses. If you're not following Anthony Moses, you'll want to follow him on Instagram, Facebook and the such. He has a flooring business. Uh, he's approached his business slightly different than some of us coming out of uh, building his business really from the ground up because uh, he's a firefighter full time. And so he chose the flooring business as kind of like a side hobby, but he's really taken to it and he's really running with it and, and building something he can be proud of. And I'm super excited to watch him. Uh, he's a funny guy. He's got great videos out. And uh, he's, he's doing something unique. He's, uh, we, we talked about his business, of course. We talked about the challenges, the reasons, the dis different decisions he's made. And we talked about a book, The E-Myth Revisited. He's been applying a lot of principles from The E-Myth. And we talked about why. We talked about how that's helping. And so I know you're going to benefit from today's episode. So enjoy this interview right now, Tile Friends. You know, I'm excited about today's uh, episode. Like I said, I did interview Anthony a couple weeks ago, but it was a short interview and it was mainly about his podcast, the Floor Masters podcast. But today I want to talk about his business, Simply Intricate Designs. I want to, I want to dive into his LLC business. He's a, uh, He's a man on a mission. Let me tell you, he's intent on building a business that will stand the test of time. I've been watching him. He's asking questions. He's really concerned for his clients, for providing a, a good quality installation, of course, but he also 
wants to build a business that will be uh, profitable, sustainable, and be around for his communities for, for years to come. You know what's crazy about Anthony is he balances this. He's a very busy guy. He balances owning his business and starting this business with being a full-time firefighter. That's right. He's employed as a fireman, a fireman there in Baton Rouge. And uh, he's also a father and he's a husband. Uh, you know what's crazy He's a husband, not to one, not to two, but three wives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recently found that out. So we got to talk to him. In fact, we might just focus on that all day. <laughs> Anthony, right. how you doing, my man? You want to clear anything up? <laughs> um, look, but before anybody gets confused, <laughs> Luke said three wives. I don't have three real wives. I have a wife and two daughters, <laughs> but it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's no difference. Yeah. Three women that's making demands all day. <laughs> that's funny. I hope my wife don't see. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> listen, listen. I uh, I was I was thinking about this interview last night, and I was watching some of your uh, videos. I was actually showing my wife your videos, and I said, oh, "I gotta, I gotta make some jokes and, and get yeah. Anthony smiling <laughs> and break the ice." And I yeah, wife, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell her this joke. She said, "Oh, you I don't know about that joke." <laughs> look, oh, look, it's hard to offend me. <laughs> right on, man. Well, thanks for rolling with the punches. That would have been crazy if you really were a polygamist. <laughs> I would have been really embarrassed, but that's cool, yeah. man. Uh, well, listen, man, thanks for being here. Uh, tell us about your business, how long you've been in business. What does your business look like today? Um, I'm always stumbling over dates, but I think we're pushing three years in operation. Uh, I've I've been in the flooring industry for, I think it's like seven years, okay. between seven and nine years. I'm, 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 all, I'm all over the place. I never know what day it is. So dates is not my thing. But yeah. I think I've been in the industry for about seven years and I've been in operation for about three years. And it's uh, it's still a learning process. Yeah. Like it's a lot that I need to learn. Uh, but my mission is to get to a certain place with the business. So uh, business today is definitely different from what it was three years ago. Um, phone rings pretty consistently. Uh, I have processes now on how I do stuff that I can I can share with uh, uh, yeah. subcontractors, helpers. So it alleviates a lot of the stress that I did have, although I'm still wearing like a lot of hats in the business. Uh, having those systems and stuff in place is just amazing. I just went and sat down with my accountant this morning, just talking over certain stuff and just having those constant conversations is like, I'm, I was just happy to be there. Like, I'm glad yeah. I'm doing stuff like this. Mm, yeah. But how often do you sit down with your accountant? We don't have like scheduled meetings. I want to say it's like once a month, but we're always talking. Like I'm always texting her. Um, I'll shoot shoot stuff by her uh and you know just getting advice like uh for example the edl mm-hmm. when i apply for it i'm probably like a lot of people assuming i'm just gonna get ten thousand free dollars which <laughs> <Yeah>. that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't the case yeah. so i got i think i, I got the thousand dollar grant and uh they offered me the sixty eight hundred dollar loan mm-hmm. before i accepted it i sent it to the bookkeeper like what do you think about this? Like, yeah. So stuff like that. I'm 
So it's open relationship, lots of communication, yeah. any questions that come up. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. Real good. So it's, it's constant conversations on, you know, she's the closest person to an employee for me. Although she doesn't work for Simply Intricate Designs, she's like the closest right. thing I have to an employee. So just like just like a, a employee relationship, like you got to that's a, a conversation that you have to keep having on a regular basis, like an employee meeting, a weekly meeting or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so true. And I love, I love that mindset is look, you know, it's a partner. It's, it, you know, it's someone you're hiring to really accomplish what you want to do, you know? And so you've got to keep that, that line of communication open. Uh, it was Ron Nash. He said systems and processes. That's what separates the businesses from the hobbies. Right. A solid, solid statement there. And I think, you know, that's what's really been impressing me with your business, Anthony, is, you know, you're not just, this isn't just some side work and it could be, you know, that's what we want to dive into a little bit later is it could be for you and it could be just a secondary thought, whether it fails or it flies, it's not really going to affect your life uh, that much because you do have that employment. But what I really appreciate about you and the way you're going about it is you want this to be a professional business, excelling on all levels and really hitting all the all the spots it should be hitting for a profitable, sustainable business. So that's what I, I love about it. Um, what is driving you? What is motivating you to, to be like that? I'll say I'll start with uh, the fire department. Uh, the fire department is a big motivation because unlike uh another contractor i don't have that much time mm-hmm. um i'm at the right. fire station 10 days out of the month right some days on weekends uh some you know scattered throughout the month so i don't have that much time to work with mm. so in in addition to the the the, the 24 hour shifts that i have to be at the fire station i just look at it like i have to i got to put in extra time to make this work yeah. because I'm working with, uh, you know, uh, I, I would say a disadvantage in, in comparison to, uh, I, I would say competitors. I don't like to look at people as competitors, but what they would consider competitors. I'm at a disadvantage because I have to be somewhere else mm-hmm. 10 days out of the month. Yeah. Outside of the fire department, just uh, just everyday goes. Those three wives that you talked about, <laughs> they they need stuff and they want stuff. They have yeah. dreams of their own. They got businesses that that they want to start, things that they want to get into. And my my, I say my biggest driving motivation is I want to be able to sponsor those dreams. Yeah, nice. So my business has to be successful enough to where my wife. Or my two daughters can come say, hey, I need $50,000 to get this started. And I can say, cool, yeah. here it is. Go, go, go do what you need to do. And with any, any advice I can, can give to help, that I'll be here. So those two things are the biggest driving uh, motivations. And then there's, you know, my dream of comedy. Yeah. Like, I need the business to be able to support their dream. Like one day I need to be able to, 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 to fund being on the road or something or starting a, a sitcom. Like these, these are the things that, that make me say, I don't feel like going to this meeting today, but 
is the only way I'm gonna get there. So yeah, that's 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 what pushes me to to do what I do and the way I do it. Yeah, a lot of people struggle with balance. How are you? How are you? What tools and processes are you helping putting into place to keep everything in their proper place? I'm not even really sure, like what what how I balance stuff. It's just. Uh, do you have set schedules? I mean, do you have times set to do certain things? Uh, I don't. You don't. I, okay. I, I okay. don't. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> like that. That organized when it comes to having a set schedule. Yeah. Uh, I probably should, but I I think for me and my personality, that's when stuff becomes overwhelming. Because if I can look at a set schedule and say, "Oh man, I got all these things to do," I just like, um, I don't. I'm not ready for next week. But and I know it will help yeah. just to have things organized. And I'm getting better about stuff like that, but I, I don't have a set schedule right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting and it's nice to hear you look at, you know, having the the position at the firehouse as a fireman as an advantage, you know, to to building your business. I, I think that's a unique and good, you know, viewpoint on it. Um Honestly, are there any other advantages or disadvantages to to having both jobs, having both? Now, I will say the days that I spend at the fire station, my individual fire station is pretty busy. Mm-hmm. But uh, in those 24 hours, I have time that I can work on stuff for the business, um, like reading books, uh, going through trainings that I'm horrible at doing. But uh whether it's making a video, coming up with concepts, um, thinking up of some kind of marketing scheme, like it allows me time to work on the business without being there. Yeah. So that's that's an advantage. Even though I'm at the fire station, I can still invest some time towards towards the business. Yeah. Do you feel less pressure to um, maybe take a job that you know isn't going to be profitable? because you do have that other income or do you still have you struggled with that? Cause a lot of contractors are, are feeling pressure. They're like, I've got to look, I've got to be competitively priced. Right. Oh no. I, when, you, when it comes to pricing. And I know you just put out a, a great podcast about pricing. Yeah. So I do. I, I'm, I think I've gotten to the point to where there is no pressure with pricing. Mm. And I think that's, that's, that's a part of the advantage from being in the fire department because uh, my fire department salary covers my bills. Mm-hmm. So everything else is supplemental and I can build, um, I can use it to, you know, like pay my, uh, my mortgage down or something like that. But if I didn't have a full schedule with the business, it doesn't really hurt me that much. Um, I've gotten used to, you know, the little income that I make, but it's not like I'm not going to be able to make it without the business. So when it comes to pricing, there's no pressure for me to take a job that's not profitable because if they don't want me to do it, then for the price that it, that it needs to, to be for me to make a profit, then it's just like, all right, well, I guess I just won't work this week. And <laughs> you, yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of my point. And, and so some people are going to say, well, it, you know, must be nice or whatever. But my point is, how's, how's your schedule? Are, are you booking work far out? Or are you, you know, what, where are you at today? I am. Um, I, I think right now I'm about a month out. Nice. It's, it's been to a point where it's like two months. 
Uh, yeah. And so you're they, staying. That, that could that, that could change today. Like somebody could call, sure. and I could be two, three months out. Sure. So just doing that or having having a a, a schedule that's you know booked out uh, uh, in advance alleviates the pressure even more. Because it's like, well, I don't right. have to worry about being competitive on this price because I got work for three months ahead. I got I got two jobs for for the for the yeah. you know foreseeable future, and that's great. And that's kind of my you know that's what I was expecting you to say. That's what I was hoping you'd say here is because look, you know, friends. Anthony's in a position where he's not bidding competitively in Baton Rouge. He's not taking low ball offers and, you know, taking jobs that he shouldn't be. He's making a profit and he's still booked out. He's still booked out uh, a month in advance and he's still, you know, in a position. And part of the reason is, is because he probably goes into a job with that confidence of, Hey, I, I don't need this, but this is what I do. This is what I can offer you. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get down on my knees and, and beg you for this job. I found that that mental shift was so powerful when you go to work and you present yourself. Would you say that's true? That a lot of that sales process is um, kind of how you position yourself uh, mentally and verbally to the, the client, the potential client. Oh, definitely. Um, I've had, situations and some people might look at it as like arrogancy or something like that but i've had situations where um somebody will refer me to somebody else and they'll they'll give me that person's number and say hey call them and i'm like it doesn't work like that (laughs) yeah i'm sorry but we're starting off on the wrong foot Mm. if i call you for your project Mm. you needed me although we need each other to make money but (laughs) You're not going to give me your phone number and say, hey, call me so I can try to lowball you. I'm just not going to do it. So I, my response to that is give them my number. Mm-hmm. And when they're ready, tell them to call me. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm not going to just reach out to you like no, uh, no jury. So we use jury. No jury store is calling you and saying, hey, do you want to buy some jury today? Right. <laughs> they just open their doors <laughs> and let you come in. Right. So it's yeah. stuff like that is like. You have to you have to have uh you know those just those boundaries and those processes in place to put yourself in a position to say this is what it costs and uh if if, if we can work out a deal yeah to where I'm I'm still getting what I need and you get what you want, then we can, but I'm not gonna lowball the situation. And there's still projects that I go into uh and after I give them a the price, I think to myself, I could have charged more for this. Right. But I know I'm still making a profit and I'm making a good profit. And I've learned how to uh, move around certain materials and, and prices to say, all right, well, maybe I didn't get 50 percent, but I got 40 on this. one." Yeah. We've got a, a question from the audience, but I, I want to touch on what Anthony's saying here. This is a really solid point he's making. Uh, when it comes to business and life in general, there's unwritten rules and processes that if we disobey them, life becomes really hard. If if Anthony was letting every Tom, Dick, and Harry dictate how he ran his business, you know, things become very complicated very quickly. Uh, he gave an illustration of a, a jewelry storefront. They're not going to 
open their doors at 3 a.m. just because you got drunk and called their house at 3 a.m. and asked to open their doors because you have a, you know, to apologize to one of your wives. Now, the fact of the matter is, because they've set these systems and processes in place, you know, and contractors definitely need to do that. I see posts all the time, you know, uh, look at, I'm, I'm texting my client and it's 10 PM it's Sunday afternoon. And you're, you're having full on conversations with your clients. They're dictating your schedule. They're ruling the way you handle your business and things are going to go South. Things are going to go South because you you've lost control of your business. You've lost control of those systems and processes. You don't have any. So when it comes to business, that's the kind of structure that we're talking about. Let's get to one of these questions here. Um, someone asked, uh, do you have a, a helper or apprentice or uh, team members or is it by yourself, Anthony? I would consider myself uh, a one-man show. Uh, I do have help at times. I have a helper that's pretty consistent right now um, that was uh, an employee of the, the the fire department with me, but um, he decided to you know part ways and go go his own way and do his own thing. That has shown a lot of interest in becoming a toddler. Mm -hmm. So I've taken him under my wing and I started to I look. I just told him I was like, hey, look, uh, if you want to learn it, I put him started him on the the NTCA apprenticeship program and was like, we'll learn it the right way. And if you go through nice. these steps, then you could be you could be my first employee. Nice. But outside of that, I have one crew that I use as a subcontractor, and I'm always I try to be uh, careful about stuff that I say because I invite like anybody that works with me to all of these groups, and right. I don't want to say the wrong thing if they're watching. But it's anything that I say is true. So. Uh, from the helper and subcontractors, it's still stuff that I'm tweaking because I'm real particular about everything, the whole process that goes on. Yeah. Like, if you can't be on time, we already on the wrong foot. Right. Like, I need you to show up on time. I need you to be clean. All that kind of stuff that comes into play. So for that reason, I consider myself a one man team, mm -hmm. but I do have help. I don't do everything by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good answer. Yeah. And that's part of it is building those relationships, knowing who to call on, when to call on them, uh, with their strong suits stuff like that. Um, we had another comment about that, that subject. Uh, I forget who it is here. They, they said, you know, people are buying from the box stores because they have the process in place. This is a, this is just emphasizing, you know, how important those processes are. If you think about it, if you, I've tried to purchase things from people on the internet or whatever in the past, and if they didn't have a, a, a clear process in place, typically the purchase fell through. But if they had a calendar appointment, uh, a storefront, you know, a, a very quick way to do business with them, that's when things, you know, really, really well go well. And um, someone else, let's see here. Uh, Ron said, you know, running your business like your competitors, uh, maybe you can expand on that a little, Ron. Um, but, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to match just what your competitors are, are doing. Right. I think what he's saying, because they might not be doing it right. <laughs> I mean, my thing, uh, just w when we're talking about competitors, I, I think differently on it. Like, we're in the same industry. 
Yeah. We should be collaborating. Oh yeah. And that's sure. how, that's how, um, that's how you really build everybody in, in the industry. And I always have to go back to all these guys in New Jersey. I don't know how they do it or <laughs> when like they came together, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like it's a, uh, uh, unorganized union like they get it they got it set up to where it's just like hey look this is what we do in this industry in this area yeah so i don't i i, I think competitors should just be like ruled out if you're in the same industry you're not competitors yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i agree i have a whole episode on that you know on on how you know we should we should not be viewing our local you know tylers as competition we should be you know attempting to uh become fast friends uh allies and yeah. because we're all up against a similar uh you know issues it's not easy uh, running a tile business and it's very uh we're all very similar as human beings we tend to have a lot of the same likes and dislikes and uh you know ron ron you know said don't don't adopt other people's other contractors practices or their pricing you just because you know you hear that's what the going rate is i in california it's it's very much like that and throughout a lot of the state is you you hear about the going rate it's x amount per walls x amount per floor and what typically happens is if you're a young contractor you're going to undercut that by a dollar or two or three or four and then the next guy's going to do the same and that's that's why we're in the mess we are so uh, what Anthony's doing is the complete opposite of, complete opposite of that, which is why I'm so excited because he's actually taking the time to figure out what he wants to make, what he needs to make, what his goals are for the business. Now, Anthony, that's something I haven't asked you yet. What are your goals for Simply Intricate? What is your vision here in X amount of years? I don't want to put a number on it, but what is your your big vision? What would you like to see happen for your business? When I think about like the the end result, uh, I I can't help but to smile every time I think about it. But the first thing that comes to mind is me being hands off, like yeah. set this thing up to where I I can do other things, and this machine continues to work. But um, I just want I want to be the first uh company that comes to mind in Baton Rouge or surrounding areas when somebody thinks about flooring. Mm. When they think about flooring installation, I want them to think simply intricate is like the 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 company to go with. Now, whether I want to use them or not is one thing, but when they think about flooring, I want simply intricate to pop up in their heads and be like, I can look at other places, but this is the place that I should be looking at. Yeah. So that's that's uh, not a specific goal, but that's that's what I want for for the brand. Mm. Uh, now, once we start narrowing it down to specifics, I don't think I want simply intricate to have a a storefront. Mm. Like anytime I think about this, I don't know if this is a good thing or not. Like I don't want us to deal with uh, supplying products because mm. I feel like. When uh, and this is just looking at the the companies that do do it, I feel like when once that comes into play, that's when quality start going down because they might be making a ton of money from mm-hmm. material sales, mm-hmm. and then installation is just like thrown to the side. Like we get anybody to do it, 
because this is where our bread and butter comes from. So I I want Simply Intricate to strictly be installation. Mm-hmm. Like okay, at the end of it, I don't I don't ever want to sell materials. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I don't know if that's smart or not, but that's just that's how I feel. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always different trains of thought on on that. You know, I would just have you know I I've had conversations with with people who do own storefronts and. You know, there's different trains of thoughts. And that's one of the beauty about having your own vision, your own idea, your own business is you can make it however you want it to be. Uh, And you said, you know, you want Simply Intricate to be the number one flooring contractor, the one like Kyle uh, Hyden says, you know, be the bar that everyone else is compared against, you know. So you want that to, you know, kind of be your vision. And I I like the way you put your vision um, in, in the initial because it was it was it was slightly vague it was it was solid enough that you know where you're going you know mm-hmm. where you're going right you're going you're going up but it was a little bit vague enough to where you can make some adjustments you can always you know add on things or subtract or whatever um but you're going to be you know you're going to be what you're going to be and yeah. the fact of the matter is that that you go around telling everybody today that you're the number one flooring contractor in Baton Rouge I love that. I really do. Listen, uh, it's been said the strangest secret that's ever been that nobody knows is is that our thoughts become our reality and our our thinking, our brains are much more powerful than we understand. So if you're telling yourself that today and you have that vision solid in your mind, that's exactly what you're going to what's going to happen. Mario Gonzalez says, what's going on, guys? Just joining Thanks for joining us, Mario. Mario. Even with with uh, the number one flooring contractor tag, when I first did it, I got like backlash for that from people that was not even in Baton Rouge. Right. But I don't know, like other installers, other contractors, other contractors, like took offense to it. Like, who are you to say that you're number one? And for me, it really was like a marketing tactic. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't. I know there are people that do better work than me. I know there are people that have like quicker processes um, that can finish a job quicker than me right now at this moment. But there's no reason to not consider myself number one. Yeah, because I didn't. It just says number one flooring contractor. I didn't say in what area. I could be number one in customer service. Exactly. Like, exactly. I could be number all- one in cleanliness. <laughs> Exactly. It's all relative. And and the fact of the matter is at the end of the day, if your clients are paying you happily and they're happy with your work and they're giving you referrals and, and, and and then you're in their mind, you're the number one contractor. That's, that's it. That's it, man. And, and the, it's so funny. And I don't even question that people were giving you grief about that because (laughs) it's just the way it is. I mean, everybody's got to have something to say in this world. I'm getting so sick of people uh, on (laughs) Facebook with, with the last, you know, three or four months going on and people are just, you know, uh, always, always being funny. Uh, Phil Green says, uh, it's not what you say, or it's not what, it's not what you think you are. Uh, I'm messing this up. It's not. <laughs> Maybe you typed it wrong because you're definitely reading it right. <laughs> All right, Phil, Phil. Try, try typing again, Phil. But I think he was saying, like, look, it's, uh, it's the way you think is how you're going to become. Um, so, and uh, someone, someone gave you a good recommendation here. There must be uh, 
It's uh my, my subcontractor. Garcia. Garcia is his last name. Uh, Dean, that's my that's my 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 go to sub, my only sub. Right on. Right on. So listen, I want to dive into your marketing. We talked a little bit about your marketing. We said a couple things, but I noticed you're making some videos. Uh, you put a lot of your personality into your videos. How's that going? Are those out, are, you know, in the, to the world to see some of those? And it, are they generating leads? I haven't invested the time like I should in like a YouTube channel. I could probably be taking advantage of YouTube right now. Uh, what I'm starting to see is a lot of people like the videos. Uh, I initially started doing it because it's just it's just my personality. So it was a way for me to make videos to kind of, you know, bring some light to to the business and explain or show, you know, showcase what we did. But it transitioned into like people like really liking the videos. So now I'm looking at it from the aspect of this is what can bring attention to me like a like Ken uh from Hud's Tyler. Like these are the things that'll make your business just explode all over the world. And now you you really are number one because everybody just from perception is saying, I gotta have that person on my project. They might not even understand why. It's just the big buzz. And then when you get on the job and you knock it out the park and not like, okay. So uh the videos are it's something that I try to do between working and being on the job. It's not as easy to produce as many as I would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have one coming up that I think y'all are going to love. Yeah. But, well, more than one, because we talked about one that, you know, we got a little secret for you, you guys that's watching. But uh, I think it's, it's, it's the way to you as a business, you just have to market. Mm-hmm. Like you have to market yourself. Uh, as you can see with the hats, I'm real big on branding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, all of my colors are consistent. Mm-hmm. It's red, black, and white. Although I got a gray in there, but it's not far off from sure. from from the color scheme. Sure. Things like that is it's, it's more than just uh, it's more than just marketing. Like when you make a brand, people just automatically associate you with with this level of. Uh, excellence or a level of success. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of a lot of the stuff that I do, uh, I just had to realize just from looking at these big companies. Like uh, I'm going to use Coca Cola for example. Every Coca Cola commercial that you see doesn't have a Coke in it. Like they're they're marketing a lifestyle. Right. Once you do that, then you 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 start you know touching on those emotions. That people are just like, I don't know why, but I gotta have some of that. Yeah. So that's what I try to do with with, with marketing, uh, with the videos and everything, post anything. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. You know, it's 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 that connection. People are gonna connect with you before they even meet you. Uh, because you're putting your personality out there, you're really letting it shine. Uh, you're having fun. You know, it's positive. Uh, on your Facebook business page, I, I was checking it out. You've got almost 2,500 likes, 25 people, you know, following that. How, how did you go about doing that? Was that, did you put a lot of effort into that? And how has that affected your business? I stay, I, I stay on top of Facebook likes. Anytime somebody uh, sends me a friend request, 
that's the first thing I do is invite them to like the business page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no matter who it is, if I accept a friend request for somebody, <laughs> the first thing I do is send them a friend request. I probably could have more than that because everybody hasn't liked sure. it. But, sure. um, and then every once in a while, I'll make a post uh, about just people liking the page. Like I'll send, send out a post and try to get people to uh, go to their friend list and invite their friends to like the business. Yeah. So uh, I look at it as a small number because there's people that got 100,000 likes on their page and then people are like, oh man, you're killing, you got 2,400. I'm like, no, I'm not. Just getting started, huh? Right yeah. on, right on. But it hasn't really turned into, well, at least not from what I can recognize, it hasn't turned into like a lot of leads. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't get a lot of people saying, uh, I'm calling you. I want to do business with you because I saw you on Facebook. Yeah. Now they'll mention that they saw me on Facebook, but it's not like I saw one of your videos. I didn't know anything about you and I want to do business with you. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's just like building those relationships. Like you said, I had a, a customer call me today and when I answered the phone, the first thing she said was, she was like, are you a clown? A clown? I was like, <laughs> like in a good way she's like oh, no that's the word yeah. she said you're a character oh character like, that's a better word <laughs> yeah yeah um because she saw one of my videos on instagram yeah now, somebody some somebody from uh pro source referred her to me but somehow she made it to instagram mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's things like that that well i love it i love it she got yeah. referred by pro source they probably gave her a card or something but what did she do? She went digging around on social media looking for you on the platform that she's already familiar with. And, and you were there and you're letting your personality shine. And she called you. Did you what, what was that today? You said or yesterday? Yeah, today. today. Um, and I sent her through the process of uh, how I work because yeah. initially she was like, I want to see if you're available today to come look at my job. And I'm thinking like, what? Um, I don't work for you. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm a little, my, my, my process. And this is the little, little kicker that I try to like slip in on people when they, when they do stuff like sure, that, sure. I'll say, well, my process is different from the average contractor. Sure. So I've already just made myself a little step You're above making a separation. Yeah, yeah. I'm not average. Like we don't do average over here. Yeah. And just, you know, go along with the process. So, but just just another point to to bring up uh, just from that conversation, uh, from looking at the videos and already, you know, kind of getting a feel for who I am. She was comfortable enough to start the conversation off with, oh, man, you're a character. Yeah, like, exactly. We've never talked before. I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> but just being able for uh, to see my personality through the videos, it kind of makes people feel like they know you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. People do business with people that they know. Exactly. So it's it's those are the reasons that I kind of trying to let the 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 personality shine through on on the business side because they want to connect with something. They don't want just this this business front. Right. So yeah, people that's, do. That's why I try to stay on top of that. Yeah, people want to work. Uh, pay people. People want to do business with other people. So it's very much, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, and, and you got to use that to your advantage. Um, so I'm glad to hear it's, it's, it's working out. Are you running, are you paying for ads at all? I just try it. 
Like I just tried, I'm going to say a couple of weeks ago to run some Google ads. I haven't figured out, like, I'm not good at setting that stuff up. If y'all, if y'all haven't seen from the captions on, on, uh, the podcast, I'm not good at typing that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, I tried Google ads, uh, for a short little run and I stopped it because I started getting spam calls through the Google ads that I had to pay for. And I'm like, you know what? Nope. Let's turn this off. Yeah. Yeah. Too so, many calls. What? Yeah, any, <laughs> anything that I do is pretty much, uh, it's, it's all manual for me. I'm trying to get into like, uh, setting up specific, um, marketing and advertising. And I just started a CRM that I'm, I'm learning right now mm-hmm. to where I can target where my, my marketing and stuff should go. So. And how are you going to use that CRM? What do you, what do you mean? Expand on that a little. Um, the CRM, I'm going to use it. I can job calls through my CRM mm-hmm. to start giving me better ideas on what's working, uh, what I'm spending, how long it's taking me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can I can send automated emails to to keep that customer relationship mm-hmm. going, and it'll show me where where leads are coming from mm-hmm. and what works and where I need to invest my money. Nice. So, yeah, sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Uh, I saw you you. Did a couple tests or a couple uh, organic ads or posts on your page recently on uh, backsplashes? Was it? You mm-hmm. said there was a there was a special for the for the month of July or, or the rest of the summer or something yeah. for backsplashes. How did that go? Or did you? I I, I it looked Nothing. like you tested an A and B, huh? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. No no calls. No no nobody questioning about it. I don't know what it is about. Um, like sales ads for me, they don't get any kind of, yeah. <laughs> like they get nothing. Nobody responds to be like, Hey, let me check in on this. And I, and I'm not sure why, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong on that part. I thought the ad was amazing. Like mm-hmm. it'd be eye catching somebody. I had other installers uh, comment in and be like, that's a great deal. Yeah. But as far as customers, nobody like, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Nobody nobody likes to be sold to. So I guess what you're finding out is is organic, you know, uh, natural posts, you know, are doing better for you than something, yeah. you know, kind of a uh, little bit more businessy or um, structured, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's dive into the e myth. You've recently kind of went on a on a. You've kind of been you know diving into this book, the e myth. I brought it out here. I've read it myself. I've listened to it. It's a great read. It's not that big. And what, what makes it uh, a great read or listen is, is the story. Uh, if nobody's read the E-Myth Revisited, you need to, you need to put that on your list for sure. What, what you had like quite a serious reaction when you're reading this book and you're applying the things in it. Can you walk us through some of the stuff you're applying and, and the reasons why? I was looking for just like, uh, another book that was like monumental for contractors. Like, you know, this is something that this helped me get to the next level uh, because I started with profit first and profit first was like a game changer for my structure. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I know there's more out there. I posted something and asked people, what's the next book I need to read? And e was one of them that, that came up again because I had heard about it a long time ago. So I started, I, I got it, started reading it and I liked how, um, 
it was talking about how you can structure your business to where you're going to be hands off. Right. So that that had me. I caught the bait as soon as I <laughs> as I figured that part out. But once I started reading it and I'm going to honestly say it wasn't an easy read for me. Like mm. it wasn't an easy read for me because I'm more the type of person that give me steps that I can follow. Mm. And yeah, I, I can see. I, I yeah. can take advantage of it. Okay. Okay. With, uh, with the, the email, I had to like take notes mm-hmm. and kind of formulate stuff myself to be like, okay, this section, oh, my hat's falling. Um, this section is saying this, and this is how I apply it to my business. So initially, that part was frustrating because it's like, can you just tell me what to do? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, the story for me became drawn out to it was like, I just need to know what I need to do. Yeah. But once, once I, you know, check myself, I was like, all right, just, Get it done, because if you don't make it past this point, you're not going to get nothing out of this book. Sure, sure. So I went through all of the steps and I started, like I said, I started taking notes. And I got to the point to where I was developing the organizational chart. So pretty much putting positions in place to say, this is what I need uh, to get to the goals that I've specified by this time. So. All of the hats that I'm wearing now, I was able to pinpoint and say, okay, well, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm taking advantage. I'm going to need marketing. I already do that now, but I'm going to need somebody in sales and marketing. So I pretty much have a blueprint. I'm not finished because, again, like I said, it's frustrating. Like yeah. it's, questions, it's questions that you have to answer that it's like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what the answer to that is. Yeah. On um, like how long is it gonna take for you to get to this this mark? And I'm thinking to myself, I have no idea how to answer that, mm. or how much money it's gonna take. I don't, I don't know. Mm. But I had to come up with a number for at least a starting point, mm-hmm. and then just realizing that like this is something that you can adjust. Like don't, sure. don't, <laughs> don't be so. I think that was you that told me that. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't try to make this perfect because yeah. that's me. Yeah. So I can get caught up in my perfectionism, but sure. so that that was my reason for doing it because I know that, like I said, that first goal I want to be hands off. Like I need this to be a business that I can hand over to somebody to say, "This is how you make it work," mm-hmm. and that's what the email does. That's incredible, man. I, I I wasn't expecting that answer, and it's a great answer. Uh, I love the fact that <laughs> it's not an easy read for you, but it's forcing you to to not give up on the book because so many people told you to read it and it's forcing you to sit down and actually take notes of the book. And that's why it's, it's actually having a big impact on your business, uh, from the outside looking in. I, and, and, uh, are you there? Yeah. Was that your phone or mine? I don't know what that was. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's having an impact on your business and and the way you're structuring your business. And I love that. I think that's super cool. Uh, again, I saw some, someone gave you some negative feedback. They said, what, why are you worrying about org charts w- w- when you're just starting your business? You should wait until you have 20 employees. This guy said, wait until you have 20 employees before you worry, worry about an org chart, but you didn't let that stop. You didn't let that get discouraged. And, um, what what can you tell us about 
the confidence it's giving you today to keep going forward and, and kind of, you know, how is it helping you realize your, your vision? I think just one, just for anybody, not just for me, uh, just like that, that guy, you, you have to know where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. It's so many of, of, of us contractors and installers that get into the business and think that that's just the, the, the end all tell all. Like I'm going to be a great installer. And I'm gonna be rich one day. Like if you don't have a plan, that that's not the case. Like you're not getting, you're not going to be rich from just being an installer. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You might make a lot of money, mm-hmm. but you end up spending a lot of money, and you probably end up working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Once you transition from being an installer contractor, from that day, you got a lot more responsibilities if you want to be successful. Now, there are some people that they really don't want more. Like I have a friend of mine that's a contractor that I respect this guy. And I always talk to him and ask him, uh, why, how do you stay so busy? His response is always because I'm just cheap. Right. And I'm like, but, but why? Cause you know what? That's what it was. He commented on, uh, the sales ad, the twelve hundred dollar. Oh, I don't yeah. mind saying the number. The twelve hundred dollar uh backsplash. Mm, mm. And he was like, "Dude, I never paid. Uh, I never charged more than a thousand dollars for a backsplash." Mm. I was like, "Why not?" He was like, "I was like, you know, there's people that's paying. I'm um, that's charging sixty five hundred dollars for backsplashes." <laughs> he was like, "Who would who would charge that?" And I'm like, "Dude." You think in the wrong way. Your thought should be, who would pay that? Right. right? <laughs> I right. need to find out who would pay that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So his response was, uh, well, I'm always, I'm always busy and I'm always working. And I'm like, that's not good. Right. I don't always want to work. Right. But on top of that, you could be making more. Mm. And his, his mindset was, I just need to pay my house off. So there's people out there, contractors out there that they really don't want. They have a cap on where they're trying to go mm-hmm. and that they're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So you have to know where you're trying to go, which where, where you want your business to go. Do I want to do this forever? Do I want to be on my knees forever? Mm-hmm. Cause it's not possible, but that, that that's where the confidence from, from reading the books comes from. Cause is giving me an idea of how to get to where I wanted to go. When I started the business, I always knew that's where I wanted the business to be. Mm-hmm. Doing uh, after starting it, you know, it's like all right, something's not right because I'm not getting any closer to to the goal. But things like that, putting those those uh, charts in the place, putting those systems in place allows for that organization for you to say, okay, I can see how to measure my progress. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Yeah. You, you lay it out, you, you look at it, you say, here's the map, here's the direction I need to go. And, and here's what happens. Cause, cause look, you hire one, you hire your first employee. Maybe it's easy. Maybe you put them on a, on a setting position or an apprentice position but what happens on your second employee, your third employee? Who should your fourth employee be? Who should your fifth employee be? I mean, those are all questions you're going to end up answering on the fly for the most part. 
But if you lay it out like Anthony's doing it, put the org chart out there, put jobs in place. Uh, we all wear a lot of hats. Uh, put those those hats, give them titles. And that way you know, okay, I'm going to give my third employee this hat to wear. And that's going to relieve me of this duty. And, and that way, you know, I, I move, you know, I, I spend more time over here. And then my fifth employee, I'm going to give them this hat. Um, so I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate everything you're doing and uh, watching you build your business is inspiring. Uh, it, it, it makes me glad. It makes me happy that you, you're asking the questions you are, that you're sharing your knowledge. Uh, you've got a podcast yourself. If uh, my audience hasn't heard of it, the Floor Masters podcast found everywhere. You're listening to this podcast. Um, and of course, I think you've got a YouTube channel, uh, Facebook page, uh, Instagram. Um, and did I leave anything out, Anthony? No, that's it for now. I, I, I thought about doing a TikTok, but I have too much to manage right now anyway. So I know, man. Me too. Me too. I uh, I want to get on there, but I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what kind of content I want to make. And see, look, the, even even with that, that's 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 what uh, having having everything organized and knowing where you need to go can help with because how how do you measure how beneficial TikTok would be? Like is you could go into it thinking that, okay, this is gonna do this for me. But if it's not helping towards a goal, you could be wasting time, valuable time that you could be used spending other and in, in other areas that's hitting that target goal. Like I can't define what TikTok would do for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So before just starting it, I need to be able to say, okay, TikTok is going to generate uh, this many customers or it's going to generate this much money that's going towards this goal. Like, mm -hmm. like I said, because I, because of the fire department, I look at everything is, as I don't have time to waste. Mm -hmm. So I need to know exactly what I need to do. And I'm like, that, that, that has me, moving slower with a lot of stuff because I don't pull the trigger on things uh because I'm I'm always trying to find out like how is this gonna help. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I can't just keep doing random stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. How do how do you edit your videos now with like I um I edit my videos in Final Cut. Final Cut. Oh nice, mm -hmm. nice. So is that pretty pretty easy to learn or did that take a was that a learning curve? It took it took a little time. Um yeah. but it's nothing hard. Uh YouTube is amazing when it comes to learning anything. Right. So Yeah. Yeah. Virtual uh college degree. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> the TikTok thing for the short videos, I, I do like it. I, I noticed the other day how easy you can make a, a video out of a few snapshots and a combination of a you know, some shorter videos. Um, and, and it kind of puts it together seamlessly. That's what Ken Balin told me. Like the reason he uses it is just, it, it's easy to create a video and then share it to all the platforms. Um, which I think is kind of, uh, it's one of its strong points for those of us who maybe, you know, uh, want to make shorter videos, uh, stuff like that. Um, but it is gaining traction. Uh, I'm noticing a lot, a lot more Tyler's on there every, every time I pop in there. So, uh, it's an interesting platform to say the least. Uh, interesting. Uh, what I mean is, uh, 
it's it's worth looking into for yeah. for I think anybody because uh, what's going to happen is is those twenty year olds are going to be twenty five here real soon and then they're going to be buying homes and, and needing tile work and uh, some of these other platforms are going to be going bye bye. <laughs> so. See, and it's it's stuff like that, just comments like that. Before I'd be like, hmm, I don't see how to help, but a comment like that is like, oh, maybe I should look into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to be at, at least be on there and and making some stuff. I think um, I, I think by this point it's proven itself that it's it's not going anywhere. You know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say I would say look into it and and test it out. See if it's something that works for you. But again, you know everybody's different, and you know I I think with social media the main thing is uh, be devoted to as much as you can take on and, and kind of be all in on that platform um that you are going to be on it's better that you're all in on one and really devoted to one platform than you know half-assing it on six platforms which can easily happen so well listen anthony i I appreciate your time we're coming up on an hour here uh thank you so much for sharing your insights and uh looking forward to watching your business grow man oh look i'm i'm trying one day we'll get there you're not trying man you're doing it you're not trying you're doing it I'm glad that's what it looks like from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> we're all, we're all, we're all uh, just getting along, man. We're yeah. all just moving along at our own pace. So, but no, I feel, I feel like it's growing. Um, cool. Just doing, doing stuff like this, like that post that you made last night, uh, um, showcasing the show is just like, hmm, I must be doing something. I got my face on, on Luke Miller's uh, Facebook page. I've been watching you, man. <laughs> I've been watching you grow, and uh, it's inspiring. I, I, I sincerely mean that, man. It's the attitude that that goes a long way. So, all right, brother, take it easy. Have a good uh, weekend. Enjoy. Do the same. Enjoy those wives. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, tile friends. I, I know you enjoyed that interview with Anthony Moses. Uh, I know I enjoy talking to Anthony every chance I get. Please support him and his podcast. And listen, if you're in need of a website, go over to happytileguy.com. Happytileguy.com is my website agency. I've been building websites for tile contractors with my partner, Grant, who is an SEO and website designer specialist. And uh, we saw a need. I saw a need from early on. Uh, most tilers don't have websites, so I saw a need to go into that. And so if you're if you're in need of a website, you'll be you'll be pleasantly surprised at our uh, easy, affordable rates to get into a website. So check it out, friends. Until then, stay profitable out there. Hope you're having a great week.